the Black Caps' perfect record at the World Cup. We were 4-0, we're now 4-1 because India got up by four wickets. And joining us to talk mm. about that and a few other things is uh, Mitch McClettigan. Good morning, Mitch. How you doing? Yeah, not bad, boys. How are we? Yeah, not too bad. Working Labor Day, mate. So how do you reckon? <laughs> Time and a half, isn't it, mate? So apparently. Apparently. We're, we're about to you at the moment, uh, mate. Are you, are you at an F45 somewhere or are you uh, got your feet up? Nah, bro. I'm just woken up for a nap because I've been up all night watching the cricket. So uh, two hours and into my shift with baby girl. Beautiful, mate. Beautiful. Well, the boys, uh, they, they did uh, drop their first game of the World Cup. Uh, this is probably our biggest test so far. What what did you make? Uh, what have you made of the World Cup so far from a Black Caps point of view? Oh, look, it's um, it's been an awesome World Cup so far for the Black Caps. What I must say is that um, never doubted that they were going to get the wins on the board, but the passion that they've gone about getting those wins and how dominant they've been in those displays with without even flinching, like even getting in pressure situations, uh, like they did the other night against Afghanistan. They didn't come out and capitulate. They they came out. They were calm under pressure, and and the players looked very composed. So so that has been a positive for for me so far with how they've gone about their work. And it was relatively similar last night. Um, I think they might have just missed a couple of tricks. Were you surprised um, with how well the quicks did on, on traditionally spin friendly conditions? Uh, Shami. Very good for India, India Bumrah, and then you had Lockie Ferguson, our best of the day, two for sixty-three. Were you surprised with how, how well that they bowled on, on those wickets, on that wicket? Yeah, um, the wicket last night. Watching the first half an hour, I, I thought about getting the Ray Bans out because the wicket was so white and glaring off the TV, you could barely see the ball. Uh, but it was flat, mate. It's um, double shallow throughout this tournament and, and traditionally in India. It's one of the quickest and bounciest wickets and has the most amount of swing. And we've seen that at the start of the tournament so far. And, and lo and behold, we play India. Um, and the ball looks like it's not going to bounce above the stumps. So, and there's no swing to be had as well. So uh, in terms of those conditions, for, for the fast bowlers, the fast bowlers that the Indians, Indians have got, they're, they're much more skiddy. Particularly Mohammed Shami, he's a, he gets on to you a little bit quicker. It's all from the wrist. And... You bowl stump to stump, and when you get a wicket that bowl uh, goes is nice and flat and, and doesn't bounce that much. If you can stay on the stumps, it's very hard for people to score. And, and with the free-flowing uh, free nature of one-day cricket now, that frustrates a lot of batters. And he was just at his best uh, the other night. Lockie, um, look, Lockie was, was good in patches. Uh, the last couple of games, he's been sensational. He's done the job that he's needed to do for the New Zealand side, but... Missed a trick last night, and if you get a chance to go back and watch the replay, the New Zealand bowlers, there's, there's a weakness in the Indian attack, and um, it's much like the yellow, like Afghanistan the other day. If, if you bowl short and you get the ball head high, uh, you've, they create a lot of chances, and, and the New Zealanders are generally very good at that, but then we've got too many balls about chest high uh, through that nipple line and, instead of getting it up above, above the head, and, and it was just easy pickings for Virat Kohli and and the chase that he controlled. Speaking of chances, um, Will Young had another chance to continue on after we lost Devin Conway. He got 17 of 27 balls, and I know uh, Kane Williamson's out at the moment. Will they continue on with Will Young? Oh, look, I, I think the, he's there to stay. Um, I don't know how, how hopeful they are of Kane actually coming back. 
and, and having some power. Um, you would know being a prolific run scorer in the in the Black Clash, <laughs> is he that if if you if your top hand doesn't work, mate, uh, you're in a bit yeah. of trouble. So uh, that's that's the nature of it. Um, he'll do everything he can. But look, Will Young, I know we're watching him like a hawk, but every innings I've seen him play so far, I think he's gone about his work really, really well. And 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 I'd hate to say it, but I've probably been a little bit more disappointed with Devin Conway after that first game. Like he's he's now the guy who we, he's the, he's the banker for us, and he's just made a couple of mistakes which are very un Devin Conway like and. And I, I don't know if, if he's just got to the point where teams are scouting him better and they've got fielders in the right position. Like, and he did it last night. They had a forward square and he hit it straight to Australia's eye. He took a great catch. But uh, they're starting to just find out little ways of, of putting on under pressure. And, and that's time of being so good at the top. So he needs to find a way to score some runs. But going for mine, I think he's doing a good combination there. And look, Russian Ravindra. How good. He came out, Daryl Mitchell put on a sublime partnership. They really did. They got New Zealand back into the game. And, and that's what that's what we've come to expect from Daryl Mitchell. But for Russian Ravindra to step up and just so much show so much composure and confidence. They obviously target Kuldeep, knowing that no heart of Pandia last night, that they only had five bowlers available. Um, and they really took down their fifth bowler in Kuldeep and, and really steered the ship in, in New Zealand's favour. And New Zealand will be a bit disappointed, in all honesty. They left three, four overs at the end where, where the tail and Mark Chapman didn't hardly even run. They got about eight, eight runs off three, four overs. And, and to, to get to 273, they would have been really disappointed with that. And, and look, they struggled to chase it down. Well, I mean, they had two overs left. So that, that could have been the winning or losing of the game. Talking about Ruchin Ravindra, mate, what a what a tournament he's had. We we've talked about him before, you know, uh, when we played that Test series in India, and he was you know talked about by Gary Stead as being the all rounder that we needed at Test level who could bat and and bowl spin at seven, uh, and then he kind of disappeared when we went to England. Great to see him back again. Seventy two and a half is what he's averaging at this World Cup, which is not bad, mate. What do, what do you think? Uh, what do you like about him, and and, and what do you think? Uh, He's been working on because we we never saw him this prolific previously. Well, he's got an opportunity at the top, and, and that's where Ratchan Ravindra bats and uh, domestically. And and when he started for New Zealand, he's he batting six and seven. And and most most batters will actually probably tell you that they'd love to play international cricket at six or seven. But if you've never done it before, um, and you've never batted with the tail or You've never faced the older ball that might reverse a little bit. It is a challenge. And and for Rutchen, he likes pace on the ball and he likes to be able to time it. And he likes likes bowlers trying to attack his stumps. He's very leg side dominant. And, and I think that's what's going to set him up well in the future for test cricket because he can wait and wait and wait and, and let the batter come to him and, and dominate through that leg side like we've seen from like the, the likes of Kadich in the past. He's, he's that type of player, just with a little bit more flair. So... Uh, I think he's I think he's a class act, and I listened to Ross Taylor on on the commentary last night say that um, that with a few retirements he's going to have to be the backbone of uh, of this side going forward forward, and and that's massive accolades from from some of Ross's caliber to say that this guy is going to be the backbone of our batting lineup for ten years to come. English sport has had a difficult weekend at the hands of South Africa. Obviously, the cricket they went down convincingly against the Proteas, but also in the rugby, mate. What have you made of England? They are coming close to bundling out 
the reigning champs of this Cricket World Cup? Well, anyone who only kicks drop goals should never have a chance of playing in a Rugby World Cup final. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But we'll, we'll move on from that. That's, that's an easy answer. In terms of the cricket, look, their, their bowling lineup's not good enough. Um, and and, it, and when your bowling lineup's not good enough and it doesn't have the potency to be able to, to pass the game, game, game apart, your batters, no matter how good they are, always feel like they have to score 350, 380 for them to be in the game. And, and I think there's been a bit of that uh, throughout this series so far. And, and look, they chose, to, they chose to bowl first the other night against Saravka purely for that reason, because they felt like uh, they could, with their batting lineup, could probably chase down any score that was set on the target. Unfortunately, Mumbai is a phenomenal batting wicket. Uh, and as well, it was, it was steaming hot. So they made a decision about uh, around their weaknesses as opposed to their strengths. And, and they probably should have done what Sarafka did the other night um, and, and actually gone and had a bat first and put some pressure on the board and, and just hoped that their bowlers were going to be, be good enough. So they've missed, they've missed Dropper Archer massively. Mark Wood hasn't been on the mark. He's a, he's, a, he's a player who, in Indian conditions, we've seen in the IPL previous editions, because he's skiddy, in Indian conditions, he comes onto the bat really, really nicely. Um, and he's got to find a way of extracting a little bit more bounce from a normal length than, than, he, than that, that skiddy, nice onto the top of the stumps kind of hit through the line pace. So he was the one they were banking on, and, and he's had a really poor World Cup with the ball so far. In terms of uh, how the rest of this is going to play out, I mean, I look at it and think if there's only four teams, you know, qualify for the for the semi-finals, right? Uh, you can't really lose more than three. If you lose four, you're in with a chance, depending on who else, how how anybody else has gone. So, uh, looking at Aussie, have lost two. England, of course, have lost three. Uh, those two teams are yet to play each other. Um, how do you see the top four shaping up? Yeah, yeah, really good question. Um, I think it comes down to us now that we we just pick one up against Aussie or or one against South Africa, and those are, those are the two two huge games. Um, and I think if we pick one up against them, we can we can and obviously beat uh, one of the other sides. We'll, we'll get through with six um, purely because of our run rate as well. I, I think I think there'll be a bunch of people sitting there with six wins at the end. Um, ideally, we want to get to seven and bank in that second slot. Um, I think that second slot's probably going to that second position is probably going to end up with us maybe playing against, yeah, hope, hopefully someone like Australia or, or ideally, I think South Africa. Are, well, actually, t- let's turn that around. Let's let's play South Africa in another semi-final. They choke. <laughs> cricket choke is the Cricket World Cup history. Uh, let's, let's try and line it up with South Africa. So. Look, yeah, yeah, we'll get through with seven definitely, uh, but six probably on run rate. So no panic at this stage from a New Zealand point of view. Is there panic in Australia? Obviously they dismantled Pakistan, David Warner, Mitchell Marsh, but everyone else combined for a horrible amount of runs after those two went out. Uh, what have you made of Aussie? Yeah, it gets me nervous when they have a performance like they had the other night uh, mm. because... They are cocky, and as soon as they show any signs of of even having a mild chance of puffing out their chest, uh, they'll take it and they'll run with it. Um, they'll be walking around the lobbies of the hotels, even after a couple of losses, probably calling every other international side a bunch of clubbies now. Um, and, and that gets me a little bit nervous. 
I think Travis Head coming back, coming back from his hand, broken hand, that's going to be huge. He's been phenomenal for them in the last uh, last 18 months at the top of the order and just gives them a little bit more flexibility of where they play Mitchell Marsh so, uh, and a bit more potency at the top. So, look, there's still a chance. I, I don't like the way they set their side up. I, I think there are too many guys who, who swing both ways. Um, not off the field. I, I don't know about the off the field antics, but <laughs> but, but they they could do. Look, some of the some of the social media content you see from their boys, they could do. Um, but uh, it, it looks like it looks like they um, they just got too many guys who who bowl bowl a bit, bat a bit, and 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 no one is strong, really, really strong at one suit. Interesting, mate. Interesting. We'll, we'll leave that there. Uh, but before we let you go, mate, uh, the, the New Zealand domestic season uh, has just got underway. And uh, I think props got to, got to be said for Doug Bracewell. He's, he's joining a mm. pretty exclusive club, 4,000 runs, 400 wickets in New Zealand first-class cricket. It's not too many have done that, mate. No, it's not. Um, played with Doug at the start of my career, and, and just the way he goes about his work on the field is is incredible. He's he's metronomic. He's been trained that way by his old man and, and he's just so good at doing what he does. He's always on the spot. He, look, he's he's a guy if if Matt Henry wasn't wasn't around and, and obviously Tim Southey uh, in the test cricket format, um, he would have played so many more games for New Zealand. It's just been just been the nature of the beast and and, and you know, he's 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 probably kicked on a little bit late with the bat. I think his batting's become very, very good in the last couple of seasons. If, if he had a kicked on with the bat maybe two, three seasons ago, he, he would have been a regular in the New Zealand side uh, as, as that all-rounder challenging Jimmy Neesham for that role. So, look, I think he's a class cricketer. Uh, I think that's, that side that CD's got, um, littered with experience, a um, couple of young, good players coming up, and, and geez, they put Auckland at sword, which made me pretty sad. Yeah, they did indeed, mate. They did indeed. Yeah, it all could have been different if only he hadn't worn jandals when he was sweeping up all those broken bottles at his barbecue, eh? <laughs> yeah, that's the one, bro. That's the one. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> hey, thanks very much for coming on, Mitch. Go well, brother. Enjoy the rest of your Labor Day, eh? Cheers, Mitch. Perfect. You guys do. See ya. Cheers, uh, Mitch McLennan again there with us. Yeah, it's interesting the way the shake-up of that, uh, that mm. Cricket World Cup now is. I mean, because you look at it, Australia have still got to play England and they've still got to play us. Um, yep. Yeah, we've we've now played India, but I think we still have to play obviously the Aussies and the South Africans as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's still all to play for. It is, it is, and I, I get a little bit concerned because we should beat Australia every day, well, or most days. But yep. that mental block when it comes when facing Australia is it still there? Do they have a mental block over us as Kiwis? You know, like, I've got a lot of confidence in this group, and if they can get this this, this one done, the next game against Australia, I think 100% they can go all the way and do it for the first time, but uh, it's going to take a hell of a lot. Yeah, just that Devin Conway, I love this point about Devin, like, obviously he started this competition off with a hiss and a roar, but it's probably been analysed and uh, figured out a few things, so who have to tinker with his game and uh, and get it done. Just on Dougie, I played Dougie at high school. Yeah. Man, he was such a good bowler. He could swing the ball an absolute mile, always put it on the money, and uh, very, very competitive. Very good on the field, but goes very well off the field as well. <laughs> say no more. Say no more. Did, did, he ever, did he ever play rugby down there? 
Uh, he was a good rugby player. I never played him in rugby, but I, I think he was pretty classy. He played for Rathkill. Uh, we used to always have schools against them. And What's he, a second five? Oh, here's, second five centre? Uh, I think he was about, I think he was in 10, maybe half oh, back 10. Okay. Something, yeah, and around there. His brother too, Andy Dodd. Andy Dodd, his stepbrother. Um, they were very, very classy for Rathkill First Eleven. Had many battles against that outfit. So uh, four thousand runs. He's pretty solid with the bat. Yeah, you must say, like he's he does. I remember a couple of times he's come on for a test match for the for the New Zealanders and and held the you know made the tail wag. So four thousand runs plus four hundred wickets. Very, very classy from there uh, for, for Bracewell Dougie. So, well done, mate. He's just had twins too, so his life will be full noise. Yeah, it will be. That's uh, that's going to change things up just a little bit. And I was just looking at, uh, got sent a message yesterday with the players that have that have done this, uh, 4,000 runs, 400 wickets. There's not many, man. There's not many. And the names that are there, pretty big. Uh, this is according to Francis Payne. Andre Adams. John Bracewell, yep. Lance Kens, Chris Kens, James Franklin. There's an E.J. Gray, who I'm not sure who that is. That was probably pre my time. Charlie Grimmett, who I know th- through uh, being a bit of a legend. Uh, one R.J. Hadley, uh, Deepak Patel, yep. Jeetan Patel, John Reed. There's a Smith, S. Smith, that I'm not sure who that is. But Bruce Taylor, Daniel Vittori, P.J. Wiseman. Are the, uh, that's the list. Wow. That is a hell of a list. And now he's on there, D. Bracewell, along with... John Bracewell, so nah, awesome, well done. I know his family would be very proud, of and it's a very uh, valid point that Mitch had as well. Like, if, if only there wasn't any of those bowlers around, Dougie could have had a bit more of an impact on New Zealand cricket. He got he got a taste. I always remember that uh, famous game at Adelaide Bo- Boxing Day Test when we won it, and Dougie bowled extremely well that day. Um, so yeah, just have to continue on for domestic cricket. Yeah, indeed, indeed. It is 21 parts nine here on your Labor Day Monday. It's Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Double eight double three is the text line. If you've got anything uh, you want to get across to us, double eight double three, you can do it there. Or you can call us anytime on 0800 150 811. Need a new mobile plan? Visit Kogan Mobile. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this spring.